Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Intramural Star, where college friends stay connected through conversations about sports. Cam has the night off. Our anonymous fact checker is missing in action. So tonight, it's just me and Mark. Mark, how you doing? Good. You think we can handle this thing, just you and I on our own? I think it'll be the best podcast. It probably will be the best one yet, honestly. I think this is really what the people want. We're just kind of being nice by mm-hmm. keeping our anonymous fact checker and Cam involved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nice of us. I know. We're good friends. We really are. But we're going to rock this thing, knock it out of the park. You ready to roll? I am. Uh, first and foremost, apologies for uh, the late lateness of this. Um, originally, we had planned on doing it much earlier, but my family and I were attending opening day at Camden Yards, and... Uh, yeah, we just got home not too long ago. Uh, and How it was, was it? awesome, dude. Like, this is my first opening day experience. Um, Baltimore really got into it. I think the city is really excited about the direction the franchise is going. Obviously, the Orioles have gotten off to a pretty good start. Um, there's a lot of great energy there. Um, just Were you happy the Yankees won? Uh, that was, that was kind of heartbreaking, actually. Like, the O's... I, I was kind of trying to update you guys a little bit as it was going on. Like the uh, game started with the Cobb came out, took care of the Yankees pretty quick. Um, and then VR came up and hit a leadoff home run for the O's. So the place is rocking. And then uh, they got bases loaded. Paxton balked and that was a run. Mm-hmm. And then the runners advanced. And then there was a wild pitch, which scored another run. So the Orioles are up three, nothing. Man on third, record strikes out. And then, of course, Chris Davis, who's still hitting zero, uh, he strikes out. I think he had three strikeouts. Did he get the golden sombrero, or is it just three? He he got three strikeouts. He was pulled before his fourth at bat. Bummer. Yeah, he didn't have the chance to get that fourth one. I mean, ooh, his reception was interesting. Like, uh, when they were doing the orange carpet, a lot of cheers for most players. Brandon Hyde obviously got a really loud reception. Um, and then Trey Mancini was probably second last, but Davis had some booze in his because it was rough. It was like there was a bunch of Philly sports fans there. Yeah, I mean they uh, we're done. Those fans collectively, I think, are done with Chris Davis. He either needs to produce, do something, or they need to just cut him. I don't know. I I'd rather just eat the money and send him his paycheck than have him taking up a roster spot at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch. Uh, Zach Britton also got a reception, which was pretty cool. Uh, like a when, good one or a bad one? Good one. Uh, when good. his name was announced, the O's fans gave him some love, which was cool to see. Mm-hmm, because he didn't leave. He didn't want to leave Baltimore per se, but he did it for. He wanted to win. No, absolutely. And when he originally went to New York, it was. I mean, it was right at the trade deadline, and the Orioles obviously were dumping everyone. Zach Britton's one of those guys who they could get a decent return for him. So, uh, he came still, in. Yeah. He, he came in and pitched the eighth inning. He looked pretty good. Do you still think they should dump everybody if they perform? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I they mean, need to. The worst thing the Orioles could do is win seventy games and kind of be in like that mediocrity land, but like not bad enough to get the top draft pick kind of mm-hmm. land. Nah, I don't want to be there, dude. Mm-hmm. I want to be either the one or two pick. Anyone who's worth anything is going to get dumped. I would think, like mm-hmm. VR. I really like watching Jonathan VR, but you know what? I hope he continues to produce so when we get right around deadline time, we can ship him off and get something for him. And I mean, that's that's yeah. just how it's going to be. Like, he's not going to be a part of the future. Love watching him play. Excited to have him now. But players like that, Trumbo, and he comes back, I hope he comes out and lights the world on fire. And When's he coming back? Him. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I haven't been following him too much just because, like, I've – Really don't yeah. care too much about him whatsoever, except for what we're going to get in return for him eventually. Um, mm-hmm. So I honestly haven't been looking too closely at it. Do you trade Chris Davis for a pack of baseball cards or a pack oh of bubble gum? Or... I would, I would trade Chris Davis for just about anything at this point. Yeah, it's just he's a, a he's a, not even an asset to the team anymore. No, I mean I, I mean defensively, I guess he's fine, but. 
who cares? Yeah, and like I when you know he's going to get out every time and in, in the lineup, it's just not surprising anymore. And put it to someone that's trying their best in AAA or on the bench or something. Yeah, and I mean outfields where there's so much like depth with these young guys and Trey Mancini's out there right now. He should be at first mm-hmm. base. Davis shouldn't be there. And, and then call up Austin Hayes. Yeah, and it's like I it's. It's not that I don't feel bad for Chris Davis because I, I genu- the dudes I genuinely think the dude's trying. Like if you listen to like teammates talk about him, like Adam Jones is like talks about how like how much respect he has for Chris Davis. He's like despite everything that he's gone through and like the horrible season he had, especially last year, like the man like still comes, works hard, does his job, hustles, does what he's supposed to do. But he's so bad, Mark. He's so bad. I mean, like, you mm-hmm. knew. You were sitting there watching. And I turned and I would look at my dad, and I'd be like, if they get it anywhere near the plate at this point, he's not touching it. It's awful. He, he wasn't even close on his swings. Yeah. It wasn't even or if close. he's not swinging, he's like a statue yeah. up there. And, I mean, he, like, when he fouled it off, people applauded. He had two strikes on him at one point, and he fouled a pitch off, and the crowd went nuts. That's where we're at right now with Chris Davis. Wow. Yeah. And it's not going to get much better. Like, even if he starts hitting, it won't be, like, good. No. No, he's... He needs to go. He needs to go. I dumped him on my fantasy team, so... I saw, yeah, it's time for the O's to uh, follow suit. Anyways, not to hop on that Chris Davis uh, soapbox for too long, but... You need to, you know. Yeah, I need to rant about it once in a while, but no, opening day was sweet. Um... Yanks did. Did you go anywhere cool around the stadium for food or beer or anything? Yeah, we, uh, when my parents got there, we went to like a vendor outside the stadium and had, I had a spicy sausage, which was really good. My mom got a burger. Dad got the same thing as me. And then, like, within the stadium, we got a couple things to eat. And, uh, my dad and I each had a beer and things like that. It was a good time. We really, yeah. we really enjoyed the experience. Our seats were, our seats were nice. We were up in like mm-hmm. the upper level, but right behind home plate, we had a great view. That's the best seat in the stadium. Like you, if you're right behind home plate, you can't see everything. But when you're up higher, you can see like the whole field. Exactly, we could see everything, and it was great. The fans around us were really a lot of fun. Um, was the stadium full? Yeah, the stadium was pretty full. Um, there were like a couple empty seats, but like um, the flag court was totally full, and then like that bar area out beyond center field was totally full. So. I mean, it was it was busy. It was pretty packed. It was it was good to see it when they went up three nothing, and mm-hmm. like really like playing like when they were winning that game early on, and like the energy around the stadium early. It reminded me of like when I talked about like my favorite Adam Jones memory of him hitting that home run in the eighth inning to give the Orioles the lead in 2014, like in August against the Yankees. It kind of reminded me of that. Like that's kind of what the energy felt like. And I think there's just, like, people are excited about this team. And they're playing hard, to their credit. Oh, they're, they've, they're, they're playing a lot better than I thought they would at this point. No, absolutely. And I thought it, they'd have four wins at the end of April. And here we are at April 4th with four wins already on the young season. Yeah, they've, they're two for two in series wins. They've won both their series they've played in, which is awesome. It's not, it's not sustainable, obviously. But, I know. I mean – nor should it be really at this point. Like I, you don't want it to be. No, I, I don't think. I personally don't think Orioles, like the Orioles guys running this team, are gonna like allow this team to lose less than a hundred games. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I, I know. if they're losing less than a hundred games, it's gonna be like ninety-eight or ninety-nine losses. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's just not what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop these young guys. They're trying to rebuild, and like like I've. Like I've been saying, like like VR and Trumbo and relievers, Givens is probably one of those guys. Like anyone, like if they can deal them and get something in return, that's what's gonna happen. Unless they really see you as like you're gonna be here for like the future when this is a winning playoff caliber team again. That's gonna be a while, I'm afraid. It is gonna be a while. Rebuilds take some time and they get ugly. But speaking of rebuilds, speaking of contending. There's a team in the National League East that plays in Philadelphia that's looking pretty good. The Phillies have looked mighty good. They they have been fun. Yeah. Are you on the uh, Bryce Harper bandwagon yet? 
No. I've appreciated what he's done for the team, but and I think he's he's slowly changing my mind about him, but I still he's going to struggle at some point and it's he's going to be a um bad sport about it. <laughs> I like you I could have said yourself there, yeah. I almost said some other funny words, but yeah, no. Uh, he's been fun though. They've been fun. Mm-hmm. That, he's that, had some moonshots. Yeah, when he gets into one, woo! There, they've been launched. Like his, I was watching his first uh, homer with Philly. I just happened to turn the TV on. He crushed that thing. I know. The one at Nat Stadium was a shot. All of his have been bombs. But that offense, they they can produce. Yeah. Like Franco's hitting eighth, which might be the best thing ever for him. Mm-hmm. The pressure's off him this year. Absolutely. Like, you look at guys like him and Herrera. Like, they're both hitting towards the bottom of the order. And Herrera's the past, not doing too well. Well, I think but he'll he's get doing great. Yeah, he's getting there. And But you have to think about it, too. Like, I think they're in a much better situation at this point because they're not being asked to carry the offense anymore. Like, in no. past years, if Franco and Herrera aren't producing, the Phillies' offense is not producing. Mm-hmm. I know. It was all on them, and – a bunch of no names that aren't even on the team anymore. Exactly. So I think this is just a really good situation for them. Like one through five, though, I line up. Whew. They scored nine, 39 runs in their first five games. Yeah, dude, they can, they can hit, and they're gonna need to because that pitching. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sold on that yet, but I'm not sold on them because of that. Yeah. More right. on that later in the weekly prediction segment. All right. All right. We'll get into that then. Um. Do you want to transition over to March Madness and then we can get back into baseball a little bit later? Or do you want to stay on baseball? Let's switch the topic for a minute. All right. All right. Let's go to our uh, March Madness recap of this week. So uh, we our final four is now set. We yep. have Michigan State, Texas Tech, Virginia, and Auburn. And you and How many I... those... Sorry, what were you saying? How many of those teams do you have in your final four? Um... That would be zero. Mm-hmm. How's 12th place looking out of 12? <laughs> yeah, uh, so Cam and I are uh, the cellar dwellers of our uh, bracket challenge. I'm in 12th, Cam's in 11th. It's awesome. Uh, Lily, who is nine, she created a bracket for her orthodontist. Uh, her orthodontist did like a big bracket challenge. I picked like the obvious games for her, and then I called her on the phone to submit her bracket. And I had her pick teams based off of mascots. Lily is currently in 10th place out of 120 people. I'm in 12th place out of 12. Lily liked the name Texas Tech Red Raiders. I really think she liked the alliteration or the color red. She took them the whole way to the finals. And I let her go because I have some integrity and I'm not going to pick the bracket for her. And look at her. She's crushing it. She, she's crushing my bracket. I know. I have Texas Tech in my final two, or in my final four too. So, oh, it's just Th- so and Sparty are helping a lot. Yeah. All right. Do so. Speaking of which, what were kind? Of, what were your favorite games of this Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight round? What games stood out to you? My favorite game was when Duke lost. I loved that. Uh, I know you love that. Gr- that was also a great game. Too. No, that was a really good basketball game. Um, what other games did I like? Uh, um, there's just the whole, all the elite eight games were within 10 points and they were all like neck and neck. The Purdue Virginia game was fun because Purdue or Purdue couldn't miss a three. Yeah. Carson Edwards or whatever his name is. Carl Edwards, whatever. Uh, Carson Edwards. He got yeah. hot. I know. I want to see he, him. He'd be a great player in the NBA to watch. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little small, like height wise, but. Any street, any streaky. I don't know. Isn't that kind of like Trey Young's not big high wise? I think their skill sets mm-hmm. are a little bit different, but I don't know. I think I think you can figure it out if you can shoot like that, right? Yeah, you would think. Yeah, put him with the right coach and right system. He can figure mm-hmm. it out. He doesn't have to be a star, but I think he could light it up if he ever gets a good coach and good offense that relies on his play style. Yeah. Um, yeah, what other games did you like? Um, so looking back, I mean, I watched a good amount of Duke Virginia Tech, and I was texting you guys about Duke Virginia Tech. 
what was Buzz Williams thinking on the one? I don't know if you watched it at all, but I fell asleep at the very end of it. But he, you were texted me about it. I was texting you guys about it. Okay, the, like the obvious play at the end where the kid missed like the point blank layup, where Zion might have tapped him or might not have tapped him, whatever. Like that sucked. But the play before, Virginia Tech had a timeout, used it, drew up this play where the dude's taking like a contested three that missed by a mile. Such mm-hmm. like a bad call. Like what in what world is that play going to work against Duke? I, it just I was so upset at that point. And I'm like, they don't deserve to win this game. They're not going to win this game. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Duke, Michigan State. That that game was exciting. Michigan State, Cassius Winston, just doing what he does as a more experienced player. I think Michigan State's experience was the difference there. Yeah. Um, Virginia, Oregon was close. I didn't watch any of that, but that seemed like that was a good game. North Carolina, Auburn, Auburn lit mm-hmm. them up. Auburn's lit a lot of people up. They lit them up. They could not miss. They, Their style yeah. play, their tempo, they ran North Carolina out of the building, which no one, not many teams can do that to North Carolina. And then Auburn-Kentucky was also really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I was interested to see how Auburn recovered from the injury to that kid, which is pretty gruesome. Chuma Okiki, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, I'm happy they, I'm happy they beat Kentucky. I, me too. I kind of like the little Cinderella going with Auburn. Um, and you and I kind of were leaning towards them as one of our uh, upset picks. And mm-hmm. they really uh, – they pulled it off. What, so you think – did you see Buzz Williams isn't even coaching Virginia Tech anymore? Yeah, he's now at Texas A&M, right? Yep. Whatever. He, I, that's, what, that's what he was thinking during that play. Oh he was thinking God. the amount of money they were going to give him. I was just like, what are you doing? doing i was like yelling at it because i'm like i don't know like virginia tech got a chance to take them down and it's like at that point it's like duke's been like their backs have been against the wall at that point twice right i know it's like Mm -hmm. come on like take them out and it's just uh felt bad for that kid missing the point blank layup though that was that was kind of heartbreaking yeah all right, so yeah, Duke and March Duke and March Madness wasn't as amazing as everyone thought they'd be. You know, like they rolled against North Dakota State, but then they beat UCF by one, Virginia Tech by two, and then they lost to Michigan State by one. So yeah, I know every it's kind of like having underdogs play against Notre Dame football. Like everyone wants to play their best game against Duke. You know, but like I was expecting Zion and company to show up more than they did, but they've never played in the tournament before. They should have gone through Zion more late in that Michigan State game. R.J. Barrett mm-hmm. was really, like, getting going, but R.J. Barrett kind of reminds me of Kobe Bryant in the sense that, like, I'm just going to keep shooting, and you have the most dominant player in college basketball on Zion. I'm running sets through him at the end of that game. I think they moved away from him too much, and it came back to bite him. I don't know if they win that game if they're running all kinds of stuff through Zion at the end, but I don't know. I just don't know how you don't do that in that situation. Mm-hmm. Not to call out Coach K, because obviously Coach K, eh. Coach K knows a little bit more than I about basketball. A bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. So who are your picks for Final Four? Who do you got in uh, Michigan State, Texas Tech? Um... I'm going to go Sparty. I think Texas Tech runs runs out of steam here. Michigan State's mm-hmm. got experience. They've uh, big wins under their belt. I, I just like them. Winston makes a difference. How about, How about you? in uh, Virginia, Auburn? Who you got? Um, I'm torn here because Virginia had that nice buzzer beater to send the game to overtime against Purdue. So it kind of makes you question whether or not they should be there. Um. And their tempos are different. Virginia likes to keep the game slow, low scoring, whereas Auburn's like, let's run like crazy and score as many points as we can. Whoever controls the tempo more is going to win that game. I'll, I'll go upset. I'll take Auburn. Good pick. Okay. All right. Your turn. How about Michigan State, Texas Tech, who you got? So I picked Michigan State to win it all. I don't, my opinion doesn't change. Uh, Sparty's going to roll in that game, but um, it'll be close at halftime, and then 
the experience of Tom Izzo. He's been to however many Final Fours he's been to. Chris Beard, Texas Tech's coach, only has like 100 career Division One wins. So Michigan State's experience will help out. And then in the other game, I love what Auburn's done. I love watching their offense just explode. But Chuma Okiki's loss is going to hurt them in this game. Virginia's tempo is going to slow them down. So Virginia's going to win. All right. And then who you got in the final, Michigan State or Virginia? Michigan State. I predicted it beginning of March Madness. I predict it now. It'll be a close game, though. I, I have to agree with you. Now watch. They'll lose to Texas Tech. I know. <laughs> so I might have just sabotaged uh, your whole thing here. but That's your plan. I, right now, they're, I think they're, 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 in my opinion, it's kind of clear that they're the best team left. Mm-hmm. The most complete team left is them. And they have the coach. They have the best coach left. You're right. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, but speaking of you leading our uh, tournament challenge and uh, me trying to sabotage your pick, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're sitting pretty right now. Um, me and you're Kat. in a really good spot. looks like you're going to win, probably. Um the only other person that could possibly do it is Ken, but yeah, our anonymous fact checker. But You're shout right. out to Coop and Matt; they're tied for second place. Um, and then shout out to Cam and I. I mean, we're we're just getting crushed. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Wow, we are way down there. Yep. Cam and I combined would be behind you. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Not all right. Yee. But you guys are beating me in fantasy baseball, so you got me there. Hey, fair. Good transition, by the way. On to baseball, the sport you and I really get passionate about and care about. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Mark. I, I'm sure you agree, but I love opening week. I love opening week, too. I mean, I it's like full baseball, 24-7. I can get back to my routine in the morning. I'm watching quick pitch when I wake up while I drink my coffee. In your robe. Yep. Catching all the highlights. Just mm-hmm. – Staying up to date with everything, it's it's beautiful. This is like when sports is at its best is when baseball is being played. Yep, so absolutely. Absolutely. So um, with it being baseball's first week, I figured we could do some overreactions based off of some players and team starts. All right. So I'll read. I, I put together a few statements. I don't know if you have any that you can think of that do might you, be different. Do you ask, do ask, how many do you got? I currently have four. Okay. Do you want to ask me five and I'll ask you five? Sure. And you can say right. overreaction, underreaction. All right. Overreaction or not an overreaction. How about right. that? Yeah. That's what I'm meant to say. Yeah. No, you're fine. All right. So I'll go first. Kristen Yelich should, will be the National League MVP. False. Over, underreaction. You mean not an overreaction? Yeah. Sorry. Correct. So you're saying he's good? Mm-hmm. I think he's good, but I don't think he's going to win it again. Oh, so that would be an overreaction, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like an overreaction. I Oh, you're right. There we go. We're getting there. Yep. Hi, this is where we need Cam. Dang it. Oh, well. Oh, well. We're still better than him. Yeah, so you're saying overreaction. I am. Do you know what his numbers are right now? Pretty incredible. Yeah, he's currently hitting 375 with four homers, seven runs scored, eight runs batted in, a stolen base, slugging a thousand. Are you sure? <laughs> but you know who's hitting 500 and has three home runs and five RBIs? Who? Bryce Harper. Good lord, are you serious? But, but yep, but he's not going to win the MVP. I'll never pick that. All right. I just don't think Yelich will stay hot. I think he's going to get hurt soon. I hope not, but. I don't know. Nah, that would that'd be awful. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not at a place where I can say that's an overreaction yet. I need to see him cool off. He hasn't cooled off since like I don't know, like halfway through last season maybe. Because that second half he was red hot and he's coming out now again and he's red hot. He just does so many different things. Mm-hmm. I know. He's a cool all around player. Absolutely. The Marlins are kind of like the Orioles in that um, all their players get better after they leave. Yeah, just something about the uh, Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. All right, you'll like my first one. All right. 
That's your all-time favorite baseball player. Adam Jones. He's playing pretty well. You know? He's, mm-hmm. play- he's playing better than I thought he would. So He far. is playing better than I thought he would, too. Do you think he stays leadoff and keeps hitting as well as he's hitting the rest of the season? Um, I don't think he's going to sustain the numbers he's at right now, like batting average-wise. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, ooh. If he's going to stay hitting leadoff, um, I I kind of think it depends on where the Diamondbacks are at um, halfway through the season. Um, because I think if they if they go into sell mode and get rid of some guys, I think Jones could easily slide down to like the three spot or something like that if he's still producing. Um, but for now, I'll, I'll say he's pretty solidly in that leadoff spot. Yeah, I'll stick with that for now. Okay. All right, what's your next one? All right. Um, The Phillies are the clear favorites in the NL East after this week. Overreaction. That's an overreaction? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, They need some pitching help. Okay. I... I think I might disagree with you. I think after this week, you have to call them the favorites. Okay. I hope, I think so. you I hope you're right. To. No, I mean, favorites and winning the division are two different things. Like, I'm not saying they're going to win the division. But I'm saying I think they should be the favorites. That lineup, mm-hmm. dude. I know. And I think they're going to – and like I said earlier, I think they're going to win the division – and therefore should be the favorites because they're going to be the most aggressive team at the deadline. They want to win now. They're going to pull the trigger at the deadline to do something. Fill an area of need. I I hope they need to. Yeah. All right. I got one for you. The Boston Red Sox, they're two and six. Their pitching staff has done really badly this year, to say it nicely. They've given up 52 runs in eight games. Does that – Bad is that a sign of a bad season, and or do you think they're gonna get themselves back in order? Cool. So you actually kind of took one of my questions I had for you, so you can Ooh. cross. It, they kind of relate, but I'll answer your question. So your question is, do I think Boston can get it together? Yes. Um, yeah, I think Boston can get it together. I think I would be over, I would be overreacting if I said that Boston's this is a sign of things to come for them. There's too much. They proved too much last year. They have too much talent on that roster for me to think that this is going to continue. I just don't. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I mean, they were so good last year. They dominated everyone. Like, for me to say that they're not going to be better than this would be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you look at the standings, the Rays have only given up 11 runs in seven games, which is insane. All right, fine. Okay, we'll jump into my question then that relates to this. So uh, okay. it's kind of like a two-leveled thing. You tell me if this is an overreaction or you think this is, this is not an overreaction. So mine is either the Rays will win the American League East or – the struggling Red Sox and inconsistent Yankees, one of those two teams, will miss the playoffs. Wow, that's a tough one. Is that an overreaction for me to say that the Rays will win the East and that the Yankees or Red Sox will miss the playoffs? Both of them or just one of them? Just one of them. I think that's not an underreaction, the Yankees-Red Sox missing the playoffs. But I think an overreaction is the Rays winning the AL East. Okay. I just don't see them. I they could contend for a wild card team maybe, but they don't they don't score a lot of runs. Mm, that's true. Okay, so if the Yankees or the Red Sox are missing the playoffs, which one? I'm just I'm going to say the Yankees because I hate them more. And I think oh the and gosh. I think the Red Sox have a better pitching staff overall too, and that'll take them further. It hasn't Yankees, yet, but Yankees have had some injuries early, mm-hmm. which is concerning. I know, especially from a Yankees fan. Oh my God! Cam told me to say that. Of course, shout out did. to him. Shout out, Cam. All right, 
My next one stays in the American League. Okay. The Seattle Mariners. Um, they're doing pretty well. They are seven and one. They swept the Red Sox. Or no, they didn't. The Red Sox won one of those games, but um, the Mariners are playing pretty well. You know. Uh huh. Do you think they will stay hot and contend for a playoff spot? That's an overreaction. To say that they're going to contend for a playoff spot is an overreaction. Not sustainable. Yeah. Not going to happen. They're going to fall off at some point, and they're going to hit the ground hard. It is going to be a fast fall from grace for the Seattle Mariners. Okay. Do you know that the last time the Mariners did make the playoffs were? 2001? Correct. Yep. Yeah. See, who needs and- a fact checker? We're perfect. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, no, nah, no. Seattle's not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to contend for a wild card spot. Nope, not happening. Not this year or never? Uh, yeah, not this year. Okay. What's... Probably not next year either. Or the next 10 years after that. No, nah, maybe not 10 years. That's that's a long time. Maybe, they'll, maybe everyone will have a down year and they'll slide in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. You never do. That's why you play 162 games. True. All right, so this this one's going to hit a little bit closer to home for you. This is my last one for you. Overreaction or not an overreaction, the Minnesota Twins will win the American League Central. The Minnesota Twins. They're playing in Philadelphia this weekend. Oh, Divided household. I know. The twin, the Twins and Phillies only play like every three or four years. And it's usually in Minnesota. And this weekend it's in Philadelphia, which is interesting. So I prepared – my phone's ready to have all this Mac talk that my dad's going to send me. Thank God. He, Absolutely. Thank you God know when Harper strikes out, he's, uh, he's going to be sending you a text immediately. Because he knows I don't like him. So will the, you think – was your prediction if they'll make the playoffs or win the AL Central? Win the American League Central. Right now, I say that's not an overreaction. Not an overreaction, okay. Because I think the Indians don't really know what they're doing. They have a good roster. They just they don't have an outfield, really. They don't. Their pitching staff can only take them so far. Lindor's hurt. Yeah, He's, no. You know. You're spot on there, dude. So I think they're legit. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I think I agree with you. The... Uh, Cleveland's issues, as you said, they have no outfield. Lindor's hurt, and he got hurt while rehabbing from the injury that he has, Mm -hmm. which is concerning. And their lineup, if you really look at Cleveland's lineup, it's him and Jose Ramirez. That's what it is. So if one of them's hurt, that's a problem. So, But I think they're pitching. I'm not ready to totally jump on the Twins yet because I think – the Twins need some people to be the best versions of themselves, I think, in order to overtake Cleveland because of Cleveland's pitching. So, like, they need Buxton, Sano, Scope, guys like that Scope. to really, like, be better than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Like, two of those three guys need to be, like, the best or at least better versions of themselves. Yeah. And even then, I don't know. Because, like, after Barrios and uh, Jake Odorizzi, I- I'm not sure about that pitching. Their bullpen's pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could happen, especially since the AL Central's so hot garbage. Yeah, the AL Central is hot garbage. That's true. You know. All right, my last one for you. I'm going right. to go back to the better league, the National League. Another team that's underperforming so far. They almost got swept in Texas over the weekend. The Chicago Cubs. What's wrong with them? Um, I know that wasn't an over/under reaction question, but uh, the Chicago Cubs will miss the playoffs this year. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Not an overreaction. I the National League is deep. The National League is very deep. I think I picked Milwaukee to finish above them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm obviously going to stand by that. Um, St. Louis is better. Um, Pittsburgh can pitch. I mean, they have a 
through five games, the Pirates' rotation has a 1.55 ERA. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going to stay that way. It's going to go up, but they can pitch, so that's going to keep them in games. But, like, it's not going to get easier for the Cubs. Milwaukee, they're going to have to play in the Milwaukee's, the St. Louis's, the Pittsburgh's. Cincinnati, although off to a slow start, you're going to think it's going to be better. And then you look, like, wild card-wise, they're going to be competing against the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, the Braves, the Rockies, the Dodgers. All those teams are going to be, like, playing for playoff spots. Maybe San Diego if they show up early. I mean, they don't have a ton of room for error. I I don't know. The way they've started, it's really bizarre to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, on paper, there's still a lot of talent there. And you've got to think, like, you have Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. They're pitching solid. I mean, you Darvish, though. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's hard for Cubs fans to watch. It has to be. I mean, I know. he came out and, like, he struck some guys out. But he walked, like, a ton of people in his first start. Like, he walked, like, eight people or something like that. It was something stupid, like such a short amount of time. I no long short long way of me saying not at all an overreaction. I if if they're if they don't pick it up in the next like week or two, I'm gonna be picking them not to make the playoffs definitively. You know, you think Joe Madden ran out of tricks in his hat? <sighs> is, um, it, is he gonna have to bring like a alpaca into the clubhouse again to get them going? Like yeah, he he's gonna have ago? to think of something new. I have to think of something now. They they do not look good at all. No, there's something wrong there. Again, I can't quite figure it out yet. Nope. I mean, they they just don't hit. They had that issue last year where they just like weren't hitting at all. Which with that lineup, I don't get how that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I have the same fear the Phillies are going to go down that path sometime when their offense is looking good now. But last year they <laughs> did pretty good to start off, and then they kind of fell apart. But Bryce Harper won't let that happen. Yeah, like, kind of – I don't know if you and I have talked about this at all, but even if Harper's not hitting, I just think his presence in that lineup makes them better. Mm -hmm. Even if he's not producing, just, like, the threat of him getting hot, because when he's hot, we all know how, like, awesome he can be. Like, he is right now. Like, he's, he's gotten off to a pretty hot start, and, like, he's a ton of fun to watch when he's, like, locked in like that. I think even if he's not, like, the threat of him being there is going to make Hoskins a better hitter, provides protection for guys like him, um, Real Muto, things like that. Franco hitting deeper in the lineup. Um, McCutcheon's a good veteran's presence. Segura's consistent. I don't know. I'd be very surprised if they went – all of them went cold at once. But maybe it could happen. It's baseball. You never know. Mm -hmm. Hoskins made his first big mistake at first base yesterday. What'd he do? He had a bad error that brought in the tying run in the eighth inning. Eey, that's so, tough. I know. Yeah. But he'll only get better in first. You know, that's not his natural position is more the outfield. But he, in order to get Bryce, he had to move to first base. And we had a need there. So I hope he gets better. We need him to. No, absolutely. You you want him to be you want him to be at his best. You want him to keep developing. Mm-hmm. Kepler sat him down after the game and had a nice chat, like, man-to-man about it. So, Where are you at with Gabe Kepler? Uh, ask me at the end of the season. Okay. I'll wait until then to ask you. Because I, I like that we have a young manager in there, and I'm, so, and I'm glad that they went off script a little bit to get him and not just hire someone that was already in the organization like they did with the last three hires. But, yeah. I don't know. Ask me at the end of the year. He's still too young. He's only been there a little over a year, so. Okay. I'll wait, then. What do you think about Hyde? I like Brandon Hyde. Um, That's what the Cubs are missing this year. What else do I have to do other than like Brandon Hyde, though? Like, I have to buy into it and trust this process, right? Yep. What else am I going to do? I mean, but I, I was, there's a couple things that, like I'm gonna that are gonna like test my patience and it's not really just a him thing I think it's like an organizational thing um and then I also do have one thing that he did that I didn't like but I'll do the things that are gonna test my patience first um one is Chris Davis which we talked about for a while to start the show I he the Orioles I want him done 
before the end of May. I, I, I don't want to see him anymore. So there's that. And also, I know, like, the it's going to be a revolving door all year, like, with us bringing guys up and getting things, us being the Orioles, bringing guys up and moving guys around and tinkering and things like that. I I hope that in May and June, I'm not seeing Joey Rickard in the outfield that much. Like, I, I would rather be seeing, like, the Austin Hayes and the Diaz's and Mullins and those guys out there a little bit more, which I think is going to happen anyways, but I just want to put it out into the universe in case Brandon Hyde listens to this podcast and really cares about my opinion. I, I would really like that. Um, but overall, I, this team's fun to watch. They play hard. They run the base as well. They're good defensively. I love Ruiz. Rio Ruiz at third base. He's, he's a good defender. I'm really liking him. Um, Richie Martin's good defensively. So that part of it's been welcome. Mancini's hitting, which has been good to see. I'm encouraged by it. Um, the only thing that Hyde's really done so far that I didn't like was pulling Hess with that no-hitter going. Yeah. <laughs> which I get. It's about his health. He had just thrown two innings the other day, but he was only at 83 pitches. Mm-hmm. Let him lose it. Like, I don't know. I would have let him go a little bit longer. Like, let him go out there and try to get it and kind of see what happens. And, like, obviously, if he's getting, like, around 100 pitches, you yank him and no one's going to be – like, some people will question him, but no one's going to be, like, crazy upset about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of would like to see what was going to happen there. I know. I thought he pulled him too early, too. Yeah, but, you know. He'll learn. I mean – He's in on his first month as ever managing. No, absolutely. And, like, his message was right. Like, he's like – it's about it's all about long term. That's the thing with the Orioles. Like I can't we fans have to go over the mindset of like the immediately immediate results are what matter. Like wins and losses really don't matter for the Orioles. They don't. That's not mm-hmm. what we should be caring about. We're caring about player development, these young guys getting better and contributing to a future playoff team. That's what we should care about. The guys seem to like him as manager so far. No, absolutely. I mean, they they seem to be having fun. They seem to really like his style, his vibe. He's a lot it's, different than Buck, which they needed. I love Buck to death, but, like, they needed a young guy in there. No, they did. They needed a change of pace, a different kind of man, managerial style. It's what they needed. It's what those young guys needed. And I miss Buck a lot. It was weird. It was really weird not seeing him and Adam Jones. I was yeah. my mom in the car at home about it. Like, the or- the orange carpet ceremony was weird that Adam Jones did not trot out. Like, did you even know half – well, I'm sure you did because we both love baseball. But did yeah. half- did anyone in the stadium even know all the guys that's names were introduced? No. Even, like, the lady sitting next to my mom was talking about, like, how she got a uh, like a souvenir cup and usually they put players on them, you know? Uh-huh. And she's like, this year it's just the Oriole bird for now because, like, no one knows who any of these guys are. Mm-hmm. And did you see, like, around the stadium that, like, they don't even have – like around like all the light posts, they just have like the Orioles logos. It's not even yeah, the players. It's all it's all logos. Like I didn't step into the official team store, but like looking around at jerseys, it's like <laughs> yeah, like, it's either old jerseys or just like blank on the back. Because I watched the seventh through ninth inning through the gate at Utah Street on the jumbotron. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was walking to the gym and I was like, oh, I don't really feel like going to the gym today, so I just walk around Camden Yards and I've never seen so many people at Pickles Pub in my lifetime. Yeah, dude. But it was crazy. A nice chat with the security guy that was outside the stadium. I just said I was just watching through the gate. So <laughs> he didn't seem to care. He was just eating yeah. a donut and minding his own business. Well, there you go. You're not creating any trouble. You're just watching the game. Yep. All right, man. So we were – I was thinking about doing an N- NBA MVP talk, but let's wait for Cam to do that. Oh, I was ready for that. I did my research. Uh, well, he cares okay. about the NBA more than you and I. Oh, yeah. He'll get more passionate about it than either one of us. So let's let's wait for him for that. We love him. We care about him. The Greek freak just beat the Sixers, so I don't really want to talk about him anyway. Ah, there we go. I'll give you I'll give you a week to heal, and then we can talk about that next week. Okay. All right. So, do you want to do your uh, weekly predictions and shout out then? Unless there's anything yeah. else you want to get to. Sure. So my weekly prediction is two things. One, Chris Davis will have a hit next this next week. Two, Philly's signs. Which one? 
Oh, good question because the one at the K only hits home runs, but the one at the C, Chris Davis will have a hit. All right, good. And it will be some fluke hit, and I'll be and I'll be mad because he's currently zero for forty something in his last at bats. But um, and my third, my second one is um, the Falcon. Craig Kimbrell will be signed by the Philadelphia Phillies because they need end of inning bullpen help badly. So, all right. Okay. I think those two things are going to happen by next podcast. All right. Both of those are bold. I'm not sure which one is more bold, to be honest. I know it's sad because you think someone that's getting paid $23 million this year could get a hit, but no such luck. No, not yet, at least. Maybe your prediction will be right. Maybe. And then um, in honor of uh, our friend Cam, who couldn't be with us tonight, uh, his weekly prediction is the Orioles will never win four games in a row this season again. (laughs) He might be right about that. Oh, he's definitely right. That's no shot at the Orioles, man. They're going to be fun to watch. I'm going to be supporting them and watching them all year long. I hope the entire fan base sticks with them and follows suit. Um, But, yeah, he's probably right about that one. That that was – that's longer than any winning streak they had last year. I know. They, they only had, like, their last two-game win streak before this last week was in 2017, which is wild. That's insane. I know. That's absolutely I insane. saw that on Masson Twitter. Shout out to <laughs> Masson. Shout out to Masson Rock. Shout out to um, Goodbye Home Run. I forget it was Gary Thorne. Oh, Gary Thorne. Yeah. All right. What's your prediction? Uh, my weekly prediction, um, so my men's bracket is terrible. My women's bracket's actually doing pretty solid. Oh, yeah? You picked the Notre Dame all the way? No. Um, I picked UConn to go all the way. Screw and according you. to 538, they only have a 15% chance of winning the whole thing. Yeah, go Irish. It's between them, Notre Dame, Baylor, and Oregon. So my weekly prediction, I'm going to give the final four for the – I'm going to predict the final four games for the NCAA women's bracket. I'm going to take UConn over Notre Dame. Garbage. And then I'll take Baylor over Oregon. Okay. Sadly, because I really like that. I feel bad that I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but that one player who continues to get triple-double, she's a beast. You don't know her name? No, what's her name? I don't know. Brandon Griner. I mean, Brittany Griner's sister? No, that's... Baylor, former player, Oregon. I don't know. Okay. Nope, I have to find her name. I feel like a jerk. I don't have a fact checker. I know. I rely so much on Ken and Cam to come through with these things for me. And look at us. We don't know how to handle Sabrina? Yes! Oh, I do not know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, Ina Zuko. Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to Sabrina. You're a beast. I... I'm going to be watching you play this weekend because you seem like a lot of fun to watch. You were crazy in your game against Mississippi State. You have ice in your veins. You rock. I'm sorry I'm picking you to lose to Baylor. I secretly hope, not so secretly hope, that you win and prove me wrong. But anyways. Uh, How's yeah, your NIT I bracket? Look. Haven't done one of those. Lipscomb lost tonight in the championship. Semi Texas won? Yeah. Oh, shout out to Shaka Smart, man. Good for him. But, like, who the heck is Lipscomb? That sounds like they're, a food, not a college. They're in Tennessee. Oh, well, you're the only ten I see, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, so, anyways, UConn over Notre Dame. Then I'm taking Baylor over Oregon. And then I'm going to take UConn over Baylor in the championship and mm-hmm. stick with my original pick. Yep. You, you Yankees fans love UConn women's basketball, don't you? <sighs> I do. I do like my UConn women's basketball. They're dominant. Do you want to give your weekly shout-outs now? Sure. Do you want to start or do me too? I can go first. All right. Um, so as you know, as we've talked about, I went to opening day today. So I'm going to use my weekly shout-out for two special people in my life, my mom and dad, who came down to opening day with me. It was both of their first opening days as well. We had a lot of fun. There's – no other two people in the world who I rather would have experienced this with. Wow, thanks. Um, great time. 
wouldn't trade that memory for it. Wouldn't trade those memories for anything. We really, really enjoyed it. And also, shout out to the lady who was sitting next to my mom who talked to her throughout most of the game. Well, shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to her because we weren't sure. Like, we were a little nervous because we're like, my mom likes baseball, but we're like, I don't know if she's going to really enjoy like watching the entire game. She met this woman who plopped down next to her and they talked throughout most of the game. Never got each other's names. So I can't even give her. She wasn't even invited for, to Hanover for dinner? I know, I know, but uh, I she kind of looked like a Judy, so I'll say shout out to Judy, Judy. the one who sat next to my mom at the Orioles game. Uh, section three forty two, row fifteen, seat ten. Judy, shout out. All right, Cam's weekly shout out is shout out to his girlfriend Anna, who's coming to Montgomery County this weekend, and they're going to drive in uh, music concert. So shout out to her. Wow. I just made that up, but (laughs) the story is true, but I don't know about the shout out. Okay. Let's pretend that's his shout out. Oh, wait. Also, Cam, what a shout out. Bill Simmons, The Ringer, Shea Serrano. Follow us. All the people doing cool things at The Ringer. Follow us. We're worth more than five cents. We're worth more than $5. I'd say we're probably about a solid $10 right now if you include my sister's headphones. Shout out to The Ringer, Bill Simmons. Buy us out. We're ready. All right, Mark, go All for right. it. So I'll say shout out to the lady I've been shadowing at the last month in my field placement. She let me watch the Orioles game on my laptop today and not do anything in the afternoon. So um, <laughs> shout out to her. She wanted to watch it just as much as I did. So we had fun watching it, and she knows a lot about baseball. So we had a good time. Shout out to her. Very nice. I hope you just didn't get her in trouble. Uh, I don't, we were the only ones in the office, so. Oh, there you go. I know. It's Baltimore pride, too, right? Mm-hmm. You got to. Like, Absolutely. she asked me why I wasn't at the game. I'm like, well, you're looking at why I'm not there. But shout out to her for letting me do that. Shout out to her. Love the love for baseball. I know. All right, man. I'll see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow for an exciting weekend in Pittsburgh. I know. Shout out to Brenna. Shout out to Brenna. Brenna, we'll see you tomorrow as well. I can't wait. And shout out to Brenna's new boyfriend, Todd. We'll see you tomorrow as well. Oh, can't wait to meet you, Todd. Yeah. Hope I don't scare you away. Look forward to meeting you, Todd. We're super <laughs> intimidating, Todd. He. He. You too, right. um, Elena. <laughs> but not shut No, up. we're just going to end up running through the list of Brenna's friends. We can't do that. All right. All right, Mark. I'll see you tomorrow, man. All right. I'll see night. you around 1 p.m. Sweet. All right. See you guys. See ya. Peace. Bye.